0: Hi everybody it's Ryan with Pi Records and I'm here with the Neptunas. Uh, how you doing girls?
1: Great, awesome. excellent.
0: So why don't you introduce yourself you. and tell us what instruments you play and what, what roles you have in the band as far as songwriting.
2: Well, I'll start. I'm Pamita Neptuna. I'm the bass player. I am the one that um, wrangled everyone to be in a band back, oh, so many uh, <laughs> decades of yore. <laughs> and I'm one of, one of the people, I'm one of the singers. We kind of trade off singing duties. So I, I also sing leads and backups, but I'm the bass player. Okay.
3: You want to tag someone, Pam?
2: I tag you, Laura Bethita, because you talked.
3: <laughs> I'm Laura Bethita, Neptuna. I play drums. I sing occasionally. Um, there's, I don't sing any songs on the record. I sing lead on any of the songs on the record. But if you come to see us live, when we are able to do that again, um, you'll be in for a treat. There is a song <laughs> that I sing. <laughs> I'm the Mickey Dolans of the band.
0: <laughs> I'll see you the drummer. Yep. Nice. And Leslie?
1: Leslie? Tag. Um, I'm Leslita Neptuna. I play guitar in the band. Um, I also sing some leads, some backups. Um, that's about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what I've, what I've heard from Josh at Ultra State of Reverb is that you, you have been around quite a long time. Starting in the late '90s, Uh, tell me a little bit about what that was like starting up a surf band in, say, '98 '97 ish.
2: Way before that. Before (laughs) that. Way before. (laughs) Yes, we started in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, originally, I started um, a band called the Bomboras, which is another surf band. I started that surf band, which was boys and me. I was the only girl in the band, but I had um, lived in San Francisco. I was from LA. I moved up to San Francisco for a while and I saw this band up there. So many great bands up there during that time of like Estrus Records in the early nineties, real early nineties, all of that. I mean, Estrus is Bellingham, Washington, but you know, there were the mummies, there were the Phantom Surfers and there was this band called the Trash Women. The Trash Women were three women doing surf music and I adored them. I just loved them. I thought they were amazing. So when I came back, I moved back to LA and um, I started, I wanted to start a surf band. So I started um, the Bomboras and then, um, but, I, but in my heart of hearts, I knew I really wanted a girl band. So even though I had this other band with these guys, I had wanted to start a girl band. So I put out a, but this is back pre-internet days, early nineties. So I sent out a postcard asking for girls who didn't know how, they didn't have to know how to play instruments. They just had to have a really good wig and bikini collection and they could join (laughs) the band. And so then um, Leslie joined the band and then um, we had a drummer, Toast, who was our original drummer. And then uh, after a couple years, Laura joined us as a drummer. So that's how the band started. And then then I left the Bomboras. Once I got the Neptunas going, I left the Bomboras and I just focused on the Neptunas and um, yeah. That's where we started. So it was '94 when we when we officially started. '93 was when I started the Bomboras. '94, 94. early '94, I started the Neptunas. So yeah, early.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, early on. So when you talk about starting in the '90s, '94, what bands were besides the Mummies, obviously, were were pretty inspirational to you?
2: Well, there were a lot. I mean, gosh, there were so many great bands. I can just say for me, I think everyone's going to have their influences of why they were into surf music and what bands are influential. But I mean, I think there's a lot of bands in surf music, but, you know, we're also old punk rockers, you know, (laughs) and, you know, into post-punk and punk. So there's a lot of those kinds of bands that are influential. I mean, during that time, the Pixies were doing surf you know, records, I mean, tracks, they weren't a surf band by any, by any means, but I think they were super influential. The breeders were influential, but then as far as like traditional surf bands in San Francisco, there were all those great, great bands that were up there. And when I got to LA, there were some bands that were down here, but myself personally, I didn't find a lot of like the aesthetic that I liked about the San Francisco bands, which they would dress up in outfits. They would have matching costumes. They would do Um, They would have a visual, so a lot of the bands down here, while they were great bands, they were just wearing like jeans and t-shirts, and you know, I liked (laughs) having a visual to go along. So, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm sure they have other. You guys have other influences that you want to talk about. Yeah, I definitely
3: do. I mean, I so growing up in Southern California, I grew up in a beach community that was like a surf community. So the first music I really fell in love with was surf music. And it was, I think one of the first records I had was uh, Ventures' Greatest Hits. Uh, and so I fell in love with the Ventures. I didn't, I don't know if I like knew enough yet to fall in love with a pop star, but I loved the music. And then I um, I got really into punk rock. So I got a little bit derailed from surf music as I became a teenager. But a friend of mine had this, uh, an LP that was a live at the whiskey and it was this band called John and the Night Riders and I loved it. And so I wore I bought that record, I wore it out and then I grew up and got this tattoo. I don't know if you can see it. Oh it. nice. And then it let me in the band eventually. So I just love surf music and then I just, you know, a, I hear these stories a lot where people are a fan of a band and just like eventually that love, like funnels into them be- being in the band. Um, also we should bookmark the songwriting part of your earlier question. Cause we didn't answer that, but okay. it's, it's worth, talking about, but we don't have to do it right now. But yeah, loved, I've always loved surf. I Like Pam said, punk rock featured a lot in, in our, you know, in my, my history. And you know, when I was young, but I ended up, you know, my roots were in surf, literally in surf, but in the world of surf and then in surf music. And then, you know, it all came back when I fell in love with the Neptunes And I was in a punk rock band that play, got to play in LA with the Neptunes quite often. And I just joined the fan, the Neptunist fan club and I sent them little gifts. And I, I, I really just fell in love with them and like them as like you know, little pop stars in LA and followed them. And, and then eventually the opportunity came and there I was the Mick Fleetwood of the band, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, <this> is
2: <laughs> but you came in like Lindsey Buckingham, you know, <laughs> coming in right, coming into an existing band. <laughs> you want to go Yeah, that's her. true.
3: But I didn't have a Stevie Nicks attached. So you're my, you guys are my Stevie Nickses. <laughs>
0: Leslie, um, you, want, you want to talk about maybe some of your influences?
1: Sure. I mean, I will just add on to what Laura Bethita mentioned. I remember seeing her in Ball Gagger and thinking they were just a marvelous band. And she was in our fan club. I would mail her like little comic, Neptuna comics and things like that. (laughs) And so it was um, a real pleasure to have her join the band. And um, I guess some of my other influences are also, uh, you know, punk rock bands. Um, But I grew up listening to Arthur Lyman and Martin Denny, things like that. So I feel like I had that kind of, exotica surf kind of sensibility in me, you know, all the time. Um, I always wanted to be in a band. I mean, I moved from Oklahoma to California to be a part of the music scene, essentially. So uh, I, I didn't know really how to go about it. I I took some classes at Dick Grove um, School of Music in the Valley and was, you know, concentrating on keyboards because I had played piano for like 10 years, but didn't really take up guitar till like right before the Neptune And so, you know, having bought a guitar, here was my chance. I, I heard, you know, about the ad from um, Toast, the original drummer. And so uh, I was sick, but even though I was sick, I like, I'm going to try out for this band and I feel like so fortunate <laughs> to, to have gotten in. But um, yeah, my influence is uh, just all across the board, really.
0: So getting back to the, the songwriting, do you guys co- collaborate? Uh, is there a principal songwriter? Uh, how, how does that work for you?
2: Well, we all kind of bring in ideas and, and sort of workshop them together. So I think it's, it's, it's really interesting. We kind of, as time has gone on, you know, we've, we've been, we were really active in the nineties and we had in the two thousands, early two thousands, we, you know, had kids and other bands and things like that. And then came back together in the teens, the 20 teens. Um, But the, the thing that I found that's interesting is you start to be with the band for a very long time. You start to take on, we see where our strengths are. So like for Leslie, Leslita, she's like amazing at coming up with really unique parts. And then I find that a lot of times I'm, I can do arrangements for it. Like I can arrange those parts into a song. So we kind of workshop together And then, and then Laura adds the drums and you know, throws in rhythm parts and things like that. So we, we kind of bring in um, sort of scraps and then we workshop them together and turn them into songs. So there are various sort of stages when we bring them in. Nobody really brings in a fully fleshed out completed song. We just sort of, you know, either it's, it's just a little idea or a bigger idea, but we workshop it together because we always feel like each person adds something or a different thing. So it does, does t- completely, it's a collaborative effort, you know?
0: That's very interesting. Um, So, I know you have a new album out, but let's talk about some of the releases that you had previously. Um, What what did you release uh, early on uh, before your
2: hiatus? You want to go, Leslie? You were there for all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have I think 45. You I
1: was, there was a there was a 45 and uh it was like kind of new wavy punk rock cover that um you know i i'm very fond of <laughs> um for bikini we made a little video uh we we just um we had a few 45s ask any mermaid and we were on a lot of compilations but we have we had two full-length CDs. Uh, one the second one while Pam was pregnant. It shows her on the on the cover, um, pregnant, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting, you know, because we were dressed like mermaids and so she's got her big tummy
2: <laughs> by normal belly. Yes, yeah, so the first C D the first CD was Scratch, but well, all the, the singles that we came out with, other than being on compilations or split singles with other people, we, we did on the singles and the CDs were on Sympathy for the Record Industry. Uh-huh. And the first one was um, Scratch and Surf. And the second one was, um, Let Them Eat Tuna. I can't, Let Them Eat Tuna <laughs> for the name of it.
1: I'm the
2: biggest uh, fan of this band, by the way. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she'll have all the knowledge about it. So we, we, the first album we did and the, a lot, you know, we did like what I think like three or four single 45s and then we did those two CDs. The first CD was with Toast. The second CD, ask any, I'm sorry, let them eat tuna was with Laura Bethita on drums. The first one with a, was with Toast on drums. So, but yeah, we did those with Sympathy and then of course record labels come and go and, and John sort of went into semi-retirement and wasn't really putting out things on Sympathy anymore. And, so when we recorded this, we were like, "Where are we gonna, you know, where are we gonna put it out?" And Josh and Altered State of Reverb came to the rescue. Came and said, "Hey, I want to put it out." So we jumped on that opportunity. So, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Uh, where did you guys record it,
3: Leslie? Do you want to answer that? Mexico.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you go to? There's the just story. talk about where in Mexico? Yeah. Oh, so we're in Mexico. Where in Mexico? So
3: here's, here's basically how that happened. So, you know, we had, we had, um, you know, our lives like uh, brought us back together as a band. And um, we, we were invited to tour with the breeders a few years ago. And so we rose to that occasion and we, you know, started playing together. And we got to do that tour, which was mind-blowing. I mean, the venues and I just little-
2: Yeah. Can I throw in something? Yes. The breeder sent us a message. We hadn't played in any shows in like more than 15 years, I think, more than like, 20, like 15. It's been a really long time, right? And they had sent us a message and said, hey, are you guys playing? If you're playing, can you open? We want you to you know, open for us on tour. And I was like, of course we're playing. <laughs> of course <laughs> we're still together. <laughs> And so then I I wrangled these girls and I I called them up. I said hey can you guys can we get it together in six weeks to go on tour, and they were all game and they all figured it out and they all got off time time off from work, and so that we could go on tour with them. So we we lied to the breeders. We said that we were still playing all the time, but we got it together in six weeks. But it was an amazing tour. So that's why we got back together. We were sort of we never really broke up. It was just that we were sort of doing other things. Yeah. But this the whip so that we got back together and started practicing playing and and writing new songs again so now go back to laura bethita
3: so that (laughs) tour was so much fun we fell back in love with each other playing together post tour we just kept doing that and so we started writing some songs and then you know we were kind of brainstorming about where do we want to go what would we like to do you know let's play somewhere fun because we'd been to europe many years ago and was so much fun and I was like, "What about Mexico? I mean, it's close. It's close to Southern California. It would be fun. There's a great surf, interest in surf music there. And we have a friend in, that lives in Mexico. It's an American who lives in Mexico. Um, Daddy O Grande from Love Street Jacket. So we reached out to him, and um, we got to play the Wildo Fest um, 2017, and we had such a great time." Um, we fell in love with everyone in Mexico who was at that that festival. S- several thousand people, and it was an amazing experience. And Danny got really excited about us and invited us to come back and asked if he could produce a record for us. So then we went back home. And Leslie, do you want to tell the rest of the story? Like we came home I,
1: I and you're doing a great job. <laughs> so
3: we came home and we wrote the record. And we collaborated with Danny back and forth, you know, sending tracks, demos and um, and you know, within a matter of, I think it was like maybe six months or less, we went back down to Mexico and we recorded in um, the the a studio that Danny had used many times with some great um, e- great engineers down there that we, you know, we just had to, it's just like such a love fest and such a great experience. But the answer the short answer is we recorded it in Mexico City. Um, and the long answer is,
2: you know, what I just told you. So.
1: <laughs> <But>
2: the- <laughs> well, we, we have been friends with Danny for many, many years and had, um, we, you know, played with low straight jackets back in the nineties when we were playing at like these tiny little clubs that we would be opening for them, obviously. But you know, now they play these big, much, much bigger places. They're much, much bigger but we had been friends with Danny and Danny lived in Santa Monica. I lived in Santa Monica. So we had kept in touch all that time. And when he moved to Mexico, he was always saying, come to Mexico, you guys, there's a big surfing down here. People are into it. Cause you know, it's like things go in and out of fashion, you know? And so up here, you know, you play for 15 people, you know, <laughs> you play these little shows. And when we went down to Mexico it was massive. It was so huge. And it was all like kids in their twenties, thousands of, in their 20s like super into surf music like it was like going in a time machine it was crazy it was amazing so they just have a real love for instrumental music and surf music is super huge there and so going there was like this amazing thing and and that's when we were like oh my god we have to record with Danny we have to do this um you know we have this amazing guy who is an amazing producer an amazing musician in his own right amazing songwriter in his own right and to be able to work with our friend you know we are all friends we love each other but to bring in someone else that we know and love was just like so fun it was so fun to do that recording it was the best recording experience I've ever had really really great so yeah
0: so Mexico City is as beautiful as it seems on TV it's
2: amazing it's so it's it's such a vibrant amazing city very young city there feels like there's a lot of young energy and people doing art I mean it's like art music clubs this that it's a very like I feel like you know some cities like LA have gotten so expensive that there can't there isn't clubs it's hard to get to clubs there you know and now you know with COVID all you know gosh who knows what's going to be around a year from now but that in Mexico City, you can use public transit or jump in a cab or or walk places. We were in Roma Norte, which is like right in the center of like the heart of the arts area. So it was just beautiful and fun, and there were things to do every night. It reminded me of L. A. in the 80s when I was a teenager, and it was super fun. And there were sh- many shows to go to every night, and that's how it felt there. It was super beautiful clubs and just a vibrant rockabilly scene and surf music scene and um all kinds and punk rock and all kinds of really fun retro things going on as well as new stuff as well and art and it was just amazing so yeah it's it is beyond it is so i so recommend going to mexico you would have an amazing time so (laughs) we're able to travel again
0: that that particular city uh has caught my interest uh the architecture um is amazing and i would i would love to just just touch the building you know because it's it's so beautiful what there's i've seen. a lot
3: of like there's a lot of european influence so it doesn't look like what you might think a city of mexico looks like mexico city is is um you got you just have to experience it you'll love it ryan you will love it
0: yeah i um uh, that's that's one of my bucket on my bucket list uh I want to go. I want to go to Paris, Egypt, and Mexico City is like my third on my bucket list.
3: Well, what a coincidence! Because so we're recording our next record in Egypt. Just kidding. We're, we're, <laughs> we're only recording records in
1: countries where there are pyramids. <laughs>
0: That's
1: <a> bad, <laughs> I, go back I didn't get to see the pyramids. I we know went. I should have brought
2: oh. that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh no, you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you brought up a sore
2: spot. Leslie had only two full days. Of, we, we had two and a half days for Leslie because she could only get that much time off from work. We had to do a show while we were down there and we had to record her guitar and vocals. And we had two and a half days. So she gets there one day. I think we got there and we whisked you off to do the show. You didn't record the first day. And then the second and the third day, um, she recorded her guitars one day and the vocal tracks the next day. And then the third day she had to... Fly back to LA, and she's like, "But I want to go see the pyramids." And we're like, "There's no time to see the pyramids. you are only here for two days." So she's, so we'll just have to go back to Mexico City. That's it. Oh well, poor
1: us. <laughs> right? yeah.
3: And I think we, we didn't mention this, but when we played at um, Wildo Fest, we had had a surprise guest join us on stage at the end of our set and play a song or two with us. And so we, as soon as we got to Mexico City, the first time we got in the car and went to the, a studio and rehearsed with him. And I think that was a really, that was like a real highlight of playing music for me, of my musical career was Danny Amos came out on stage and played a couple of songs with us. And we got to rehearse with them a little, you know, like the day prior. But it um, was the beginning kind of of, this chapter of our relationship with him, you know, but it was really fun. It was a great treat for everyone in Mexico. I mean, the, everyone who was at that, sh- at that festival was, it was a great surprise. You know, we got on stage and we put on wrestling masks for that song. And I think a lot of them knew what was about to happen. And it was just a glorious, it was a glorious moment. I have to admit, I wept. It was really <laughs> fun.
2: Can I, can I share something about that, that people here may not realize, like people in the States don't really realize? Oh yes. Okay the Los, Los Strait Jackets and Los Acapulco and the surf bands that Danny participates in, he's in part-time in Los Acapulco and in Los Strait Jackets, are massively huge in Mexico. They play for 150,000 people on a regular basis. They play stadiums. They play the, they fill the Socoló, which is this giant, giant, giant plaza in the middle of Mexico City. And they have 100,000, 200,000 people, right? So... When we had Danny come up and play with us, we're like in the middle of the, we're not the, we're not the opening band at this festival, but we're not the headliner. We're like in the the midliner, right, of this show. When we had Danny come out and play with us, it was like, it was like Jimmy Page came out and played with us. It was like, there this huge, amazing super super famous super famous guy there came out and played with us. now he's our friend and we're you know we're just pals with him and we know him and we hang out with him outside of you know outside of work but it was like having jimmy page come up and play with you it was so, people lost their minds they were so crazy and the whole thing it was so another thing that's just a little side note so low straight jackets danny was the one that came up with starting to wear the the lucha libre wrestling masks wow. and being in this band playing wrestling masks. right he's the one that invented that Well, now I would say 75% of instrumental and surf bands in Mexico wear wrestling masks. It's like now the thing that you have to do if you're, (laughs) it's all started by him. It was all started by him. So yeah, it's like we, and we went to a Lucha. We went to a Lucha Libre uh, event while we were there too. That was super fun. Anyway, it was like, but him coming out on stage with us was massively huge we, we don't you can't compare it to anything except for like jimmy page came out or i don't know i don't know who, who, who some some huge rock god came out and played with you you know it was amazing yeah. Any place as good as jimmy page you know so
0: so we, before we go uh because i don't want to get cut off uh in the middle of a sentence i just got a warning on my uh computer i'm, I'm reaching my time limit uh, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk about your newest album. We didn't even mention the name of the album and, and the concept behind it. Uh, some of the song titles are very punk rockish. And uh, I listened to it and it's fantastic. And my wife, Jen, who does the promos for Pie Records, she loves it. Um, yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Mermaid of GoGo?
3: I want to just say something really quick and then will let you guys talk there. You know, I realized that a lot of those songs, they're, they're actually personal. They sound just like stories, but those are real stories. Like, you know, like the volcanics came on your show on your pod and I listened to, I love them. They are, I, I adore them. They wear cardigans instead of Mexican wrestling masks. I love, I love them. You know, there are members of that band that are, were in the Marty Kegsmen and the Mighty Kegsmen are fe- featured in our song already Stop." So like, that's not the only song that is like Mermaid a go the title track is about our fantasy life as, band, as a band that lives like the monkeys in a clubhouse, but our, ours is under the sea. So I just wanted to throw that out there that when, you're listen- when people are listening to that record, those aren't made up stories. Most of those things are real. They just are, are fantasy. Like that's our life you know, we just, we just have a charmed life that's, like, we get to write songs about. So, okay, yeah, that's my part about the songs.
2: That's awesome. Do you want to talk about Leslie?
1: Um, Mermaid a go-go, I think Laura kind of said it there about the shack under the sea, but that is um Pamita's brainchild, if you will. I mean, she came up with it that lyric that has been quoted and quoted since our album was released about, you know, the, the mermaids are brawless and the mermen are flawless. Um, <laughs> I'll let can talk about it because she's better at, at explaining that how that originated, I think.
2: We have, I mean, we we had so much fun writing songs and we just write about, like, I feel like, well, I mean, I can talk about Leslie's songwriting. I mean, she really comes up with these such original things and they're so, so charming. I mean, these stories, so like, for example, um, Secret of the Sea is about, um, is that the one that's about, that's the one that's about your mom and dad, right, Leslie? yes. Yeah, so she, it's like a little, it's like when her mom and dad were first dating, she wrote a little fantasy song about, imagine, obviously she wasn't there, but you know, she was (laughs) writing this song about, her mom and dad dating and how this this cute little date on you know uh going to the for a walk on the boardwalk and having this um cute beachside date and um like I wrote mermaid at go go because I was like what would be my like dream club would be like mermaids the mermaids are brawless the mermen are flawless and the mermaids are brawless you know topless. it's mermaid. only five, five, clams to <laughs> <laughs> five clams to get in five
3: clams <laughs> to get in
2: and the drummer is an octopus, so you're going to have eight, really good drums. arm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got, got bands, it's got dancing, it's got Topless go Girls. I mean, what more could you want in a club, right? <laughs> so, cool. so we just wrote. And we write songs about things that we are, like, I think it's, we, we want to live our life in a positive way and fun and have fun in life. You know, why not have fun in life? And so there's no... Um, you know, it's no heavy political stuff. You know, we are political people, but we're 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 looking at like where we want things to be versus where things are right now. So it's yeah. a very happy album and a an escape. uh it, like you can go under the sea and have a cute club that you can go to and get away from it all, right? And I want to say you. It's you know
3: I encountered Josh Graham from Altered City Reverb, and we we started a friendship and then we we decided to put this record out with him and he's a wonderful guy you recently interviewed him i loved your interview with him um and that's where you can get the record i mean you can stream it on most streaming you know services but you can buy the actual record which has fantastic art um on www state um and josh is a great guy I, no interview about this record would Would be complete without mentioning
2: him. Yeah, it's like we. And I also want to say that uh, that cover art was done by Stephanie Bushama, who's an amazing artist, and she does this very '60s style of art, the '60s illustration style, and it's so great. And so she did this beautiful artwork for us, and it just is a fun album if you want to, you know, get a little relief (laughs) from all the drama in life right now.
0: It's really the artwork is beautiful. It's very, uh, very creative, and uh, it, it just when you have artwork like that, it just enhances the the record. Like you could sit down with it and just kind of study it with the music in the background. You know, like the old days. It's it's that kind of. And we're feeling.
3: gonna do vinyl. We just haven't had a chance to do it yet. But so you'll have so that that art will be larger.
0: Yes. Like I'm super excited. So. Nice.
3: And thank you to your wife for enjoying the record. That makes uh, me we, really we happy.
0: Did. Did you see that video?
3: Uh, I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, we did a uh, Josh sent us five copies of Mermaid of Go Go and on our YouTube channel we did a, a promo for the video. Uh, my wife did it. Or for That's the awesome. uh, for the the CD. So check it out. Yeah, it, it I think it's I think we did it yesterday. But I've, okay. been doing so, I've been doing so many of these that I'm, I'm kind of, like, in a fog right now.
3: <laughs> yeah. You're doing um, a great job. I, I'm super excited about your future pods you'll do. I mean, I'm really excited. I was really excited to find it. And I found it because of the volcanics. That's yeah, how I found
0: they, you. They were, uh, Frankie and uh, Ben had been spreading the word. And... Uh, yeah. I was really grateful because it's hard to to uh, get people to share your stuff, but they were like all about about sharing it and and uh, they were they were super cool guys, as well as Josh. You know, Josh Josh and yeah. I uh, both work at NBC. I still do. So okay. he's in he's in Philly or he's in DC and I'm in Philly. Well so, you know what,
3: Frankie? josh and i all have in common and maybe you do i don't know is that we're all paisanos we are all italian americans
0: no. my wife is there you go my i wife. knew there had to be an
3: italian in the mix here
0: my my wife uh she has uh sicilian and italian
3: beautiful beautiful i'm all about my mom was born sicily so i'm a first generation sicilian american
0: wow yeah. That's awesome. So before we cut this off, this gets cut off. I want to thank you very much, and I really enjoy the music. And you, you guys have such a positive a- attitude and a, and a very vivid memory of your experiences, which is good to hear because it just shows how much you appreciate just doing, doing, doing the do. If you know what I mean. Yes. And that's that's really refreshing to know that that's the attitude behind your music that it's that it's just having fun.
3: Absolutely. Thanks so
0: much, Ryan. Thank,
3: Thank,
1: you. You. Thank you,
0: girls. Have a good day.
1: It Was fun. You Thank too. you too.